Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is the Week 15 DFS Show. we got a couple of slates to break down. Saturday, two-game slate. Hello. And uh, Sunday, of course, the main slate as well. We're heading into the Christmas season. This is when you realize that you don't have any fantasy football teams left in regular fantasy and you want to play DFS if you're like me. The one I have left is, well, we'll get to it in a second. Anyway, um, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a five-star review. Uh, you could be like, or you could leave a, go watch on YouTube and leave a comment on YouTube. Like the guy who said, uh, that I am low brow for drinking beer on a podcast and then proceeded to leave his against the spread picks. Thanks for, uh, thanks for watching. Um, look, we record these podcasts at sometimes they're at two o'clock like this one. And sometimes they're at five o'clock. And if I'm recording a podcast at five o'clock, I'm drinking a beer. Frank, uh, joining me now, Frank Stample. What's up, buddy? Yo, what's going on? Yeah, I can't blame you for drinking the beer. Obviously while podcasting, nothing low brow about that in my opinion. Highbrow. Highbrow, of course. It's not like yeah. I'm drinking a beast light. <laughs> drinking like a high-end IPA. It's highbrow, man. On a Thursday <laughs> afternoon at four at five o'clock? Jeez. I mean, if you have like a King Cobra or like a like cold right. like plug in ND twenty twenty, sure, that's lowbrow. That's like a little different. Smoking though. a cigarette or something. That might you know, maybe that's lowbrow. Um anyway, uh let's uh quickly review week fourteen. I will take a victory lap. Because I said that David Montgomery and my guy Jonathan Taylor were breakout players. And uh, I could not have been more right about Jonathan Taylor. I actually hit um, a 40-to-1 parlay on Jonathan Taylor. Two rushing touch, two touchdowns, and 150 rushing yards or more. I only I put $12 on it. So, Damn. You know. Yeah, pretty That's- cool. That's awesome. Yeah, no, you were all over that last I was going to put like 50 on it, but my book capped me. So <laughs> that's, I mean, regardless, damn, I mean, 40 to one, that's, those are, those are great odds. Good job by you. Uh, yeah, you were all over Taylor last week. You talked me into him. You had David Montgomery as your chalk play of the week. I had Aaron Jones. So apologies. That did not come through. Um, you know who, we, you know who we, we didn't have? Who? I, 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 I liked him and I didn't play him. Who was that? Derek Henry. Derek Henry. I had a few shares. I mentioned, look, you have to have a few in GPP just because we know what his upside is. This is now uh, four different times he's had 30-plus DK points this year and three different times he's had 39 or more. So we know that's within his range of outcomes. He doesn't catch passes. He's really a unicorn on DraftKings because typically we want to target guys with high target shares. But, I mean, he's just Derek Henry. He's a different beast than we've seen before. Fading Derrick Henry in December is a really bad idea. In oh, yes. Because he's going to get loose. And um, this week he has the Lions. So regardless of what we say about uh, roster rates, ownership percentages, anything like Derrick Henry's upside, downside, if you, feel free not to fade him, regardless of what you, what you hear for the next 48, 72 hours, whatever it is, he is a pretty good play this week because he's going to get loose. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Devontae Adams is a monster. 
and he they're not he's not on the the main slate which is let's just dive in let's you know we don't need to do too much review did you i didn't win i finished on the cut line of like every tournament i entered mm-hmm. which was tough yeah no i had a pretty good week because i mentioned i had some derrick henry and uh i played some early some some afternoon slates so I, I had a good mix of jonathan taylor david montgomery it was a pretty good week all around um hold on, i'm gonna look real quick and let me see if i can find my See, nobody cares about a showdown. What, how did I lose on this one? So I had a good, I had a good line. I had Montgomery and Taylor and AJ Brown. Oh, I know how I lost. This is tough. Russell Wilson was pulled in the third quarter because the Seahawks were slaughtering the Jets so badly. That's, I mean, I, I get that he still scored 23 points and had four passing touchdowns, but like if the Jets just go for some of those, Touchdowns instead of kicking, instead of missing the, the field goals, or even if they just make the field goals, he's probably still in there. Uh, Brashad Perryman as a bring back was a disaster. DK Metcalf, eh. And, um, I didn't have any cow, uh, Cowboys or Washington defense. And at that point, you're pretty much dead. Yeah. I had Washington defense. I, I was on them last week, had some Cowboys and, and I got to reiterate, I don't know. We, we don't really talk about swapping much, but, uh, last week was a big swap week for me because I was trailing a little bit early. And I had a lot of chalk in the later games. I had Aaron Rodgers. I had Devontae Adams. I had some Aaron Jones. Uh, and then I pivoted. I, I got off those guys. I went to Wilson. I went to Metcalf, got them at much lower roster rates. I went to Eckler, who was awesome, just getting a ton yeah. of targets right now. So those swaps actually helped me cash. So I, something we don't talk about enough, but if you're in those early games and you know you have a lot of chalk late, like, yeah, it's something you should be considering. Or, or yeah, or if you go low in the early games, and, or like, you know, you're, I mean, not like if you go like, if you got guys who are putting up snowflakes, don't bother. I mean, I guess, but like if you're, if you're not putting up a big score in the early games and you have chalk in the late games, it makes a lot of sense to try and take some flyers just to try and get across that cash line. Because otherwise, you know, you, if you had the chalk and you didn't score well early, you're not going to play well. So I had Taylor and Montgomery in the early games. Or I guess Montgomery in the early game, Taylor late. I mean, I, I early on, I thought I was going to be a millionaire when I had. Montgomery and Taylor, but I mean Montgomery and uh, and AJ Brown. Those are like the first two big plays of the week. I was like, "This is it, baby, let's go!" And then, <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on. The Saturday slate. We're gonna talk about that briefly. That is a two-game slate that features the uh, Denver Broncos in the early game playing against the Buffalo Bills. I believe that's correct, <laughs> and. Um, Yes, that is correct. And, uh, and then the uh, Carolina Panthers at the Green Bay Packers in the late game. The Bills are six and a half point favorites at Denver over under 50. Panthers are Packers, excuse me, are eight and a half point favorites at home against the Panthers over under 51 and a half. So a lot of, I mean, it affects the main slate because now we're going to lose, uh, Rodgers and Josh Allen. Andrew Locke, who, you know, could have been a sneaky option. Uh, although the Bills defense is kind of coming together, this is a fun two game Saturday slate. You know, yes. I mean, th- it, these are, these are two, you got the Bills and the Packers are two high powered offenses and the Broncos and the Panthers won't just lay down. So at quarterback, you know, clearly you can go Rodgers or Allen, but I'm, I think there's got to be some interest in either Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, right? Yeah, I think all four quarterbacks are in play. I still like Rodgers the most just because when they get in the red zone, he is throwing so much. Um, he leads the NFL with passing t- in passing touchdowns. 
right now, and the Panthers have been a little bit more susceptible to the pass recently. So Rodgers is my favorite of this bunch, and you're going to have to make a decision. What I've noticed so far putting together some lineups for this slate is you either pay up at tight end for Robert Tunyon, who, big Bob, the guy's getting it done, absolutely top five among tight ends in in fantasy points this year. Uh, You either pay up for Tunyon or... Uh, and you pay down at quarterback, or you pay up for a quarterback, and then you pay down at tight end. You get someone like Dawson Knox and or Ian Thomas. You just basically punt the position. But uh, the, the core for me so far has been Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Mike Davis, and you have enough salary relief between KJ Hamler at 3,500. Uh, Melvin Gordon is running well right now. He's 5,200. Even Zach Moss. Uh, the Broncos have given up a ton of uh, touchdowns to running backs recently. He's only 4,500. So we have enough relief. I'm getting some of those players in, but the core for me really has been Adams, Mike Davis, Aaron Jones, and Adams over Diggs. Uh, while um, and it sounds like Philip Lindsay will be available, but that should mean that he's seen at most like 15% of the snaps, I would think. So Melvin Gordon against a Bills run defense that is not that great. Like you can kind of run on the Bills. That's sort of what you have to do. Lock scares me a little bit because the Bills are kind of coming together as a pass defense. But, um, yeah, I think you can go – oh, man, Aaron Jones could go nuts in this game, though. Yeah, that's why I, I I really don't want to get away from having both Aaron Jones. It doesn't sound like Christian McCaffrey is going to play, so we'll just throw that out there. But I, it's hard for me to get away from having both Jones and Davison just because the upside is massive for both. Uh, both are targeted and – I just think uh, you have enough salary elsewhere uh, where you can get one of Melvin Gordon. He has 91-plus total yards in back-to-back games, Gordon, um, and it's a good matchup, as you mentioned, against the Bills. So I, I don't mind that, and I think that there's enough else there. Uh, DJ Moore should return. He's only 5,200. Samuel is under 5K, so you have enough there. And, and if I'm spending down for quarterback, I prefer Bridgewater over Drew Locke personally. Yeah, I, I, would, be ca- I would be cautious about playing the Broncos passing game because – Maybe with the exception, well, even Noah Fant. I mean, the Bronco, the Bills defense is starting to come together. Mm-hmm. And I know the Steelers are able to move the ball in the short yardage passing game if, when they weren't dropping it, but that's not really, uh, Drew Locke's forte. He's, I mean, I guess he could produce some big points in, in garbage time coming back, but I would be extremely cautious that he, that he, that he isn't just bad early on and the Bills kind of run away with this one. So. That would be a that would be a concern for me is playing lock there. If I were going to pay down on a on a quarterback, I think I would go Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and the Bills defense is my favorite defense on this slate, just because Drew Lock he'll air it out. I mean, the guy just doesn't care, and he's thrown a ton of interceptions this season. So, uh, if you're looking for, they're only three K. So, well, I'll say too the and if you want to be a contrarian on defense, the Broncos. Vic Fangio, I mean, like they keep losing dudes left and right, and Vic Fangio just keeps engineering a defense that is effective every week. You need to see whether the cornerbacks are active because Diggs can carve them up. But Josh Allen is prone to throwing picks. I mean, like he's he's got tons of upside and he plays really well. But it wouldn't be shocking if he threw a bad pick that resulted in the Broncos going the other way. And on this like two game slate, that can be the whole the difference in the the whole thing is getting that defensive touchdown. So I would, I would certainly consider the Broncos as a pivot. I think the Bills will be very popular. And I don't know if I really want to deal with the Packers, honestly. Carolina is not, um, terrible about really turning it over. They're more cautious and they should be able to run the ball fairly effectively against Green Bay. Um, tight end is kind of a, no, tight end is kind of, the whole, this is just an interesting slate. All right. Any other thoughts before we move on? No, I think we pretty much, uh, we hit on a decent amount there. Cool. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about the Sunday slate then. 11 games. Man, 
Big slate. Oh, the guy DraftKings has got a bunch of contests out there. Yeah, that's that uh, the main event millionaire fifteen hundred entry. I would say don't accidentally click it, but I'm assuming I'll need a uh, deposit to, to enter that one. Chiefs minus three at the Saints. A scorcher of a game here that probably will not feature Drew Brees. Patrick Mahomes remains quite popular for good reason. It's the highest over under the slate. Mahomes has been lights out. Even when he throws three picks, he's still borderline uh, gets you value on his on his price. He is 7,900. Uh, are you interested in Patrick Mahomes this week? Yeah, I don't see how you can't be. It's kind of a similar situation to Derrick Henry where you just know what the upside is, and they're so aggressive passing right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are. And this is the highest total. It's a game indoors on the fast track in the Superdome. So This might be like Patrick Mahomes' fourth game indoors in his life. Yeah, I remember that was a storyline either last year. I think it was last year or two years ago. It, he like he's played two, I think, in in the pros and one in college in a bowl game, I believe. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you know, it's he just doesn't get to play on a fast track very often. Yeah, I like both games. Uh, I like both quarterbacks in this game, and I think this is probably this is going to be a very popular game, and rightfully so. I'm not expecting Drew Brees as of now. We'll see if that changes, but. Uh, even Taysom Hill, the way that he's playing right now, and he's rushing a ton, he's 6K, likely to be chasing points. He is the QB8 in fantasy points per game since he took over in wow. Week 11. He, he's been pretty valuable. Say what you want about him as a passer, a pure quarterback. Um, I think there are still questions there, but from a fantasy perspective, he's getting it done. So I, I do like both quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, Mahomes' upside is much higher. Tyreek Hill, is his price is massive. He is the highest-priced wide receiver on the main slate, 8,800, but again, he has seen 29% of the targets since week seven. And those are extremely valuable targets when the best quarterback in the world is throwing them to you. Uh, he also has 18 red zone targets, which is tied for the most on the team with Travis Kelsey. So I think it's really hard to get away from the passing game here. Outside of, like, Kelsey is awesome, Will, but like 8K for a tight end, I understand how good he is. He leads the NFL in receiving. <laughs> it just makes your roster construction so much harder everywhere else to pay up that much for a tight end. So do you know that he has identical stat lines from the last two weeks? Is that, is that right? Eight catches, 136 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's just ridiculous it for a tight be. end. I mean, yeah, that is uh that, that's correct. A double digit. Targets both games. How many was it? Is the targets identical too? No, it's uh 12 targets in one game, 10 targets in the other, but still, so, I mean, my, my whole problem is like, if you, if you decide to go with, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, getting in Kelsey or Hill separately if you go in a different direction, especially if you pay down at quarterback. But if you go with Mahomes, are you comfortable not having just one or Hill or Kelsey? I mean, in I guess you're going to take the stand on Hill based on your you know thoughts on, on the tight end price there. I mean, certainly there are other guys. Gusecki, I can't imagine he plays at 4,800. But, I mean, Logan Thomas has been really good. Um, you know, John o. Smith could have a nice game. Hawkinson at 5,200. I mean, there's a ton of savings there. I mean, it's 8,000 is insane. Yeah. And especially if you look at the tight end on the other side of this game. So if you just want to bring it back, not that Jared Cook is amazing or anything. He has nine targets over the last two games, but he has scored a touchdown in each of those games and it's a way to get cheap exposure. He's only 3,400. So if you wanted to go with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and bring it back with a cheap tight end, like Jared Cook, that's it's probably something that I would look at. I think he's going to be pretty popular this week at that price point. Uh, but, yeah, there are ways to do it. You can make it work. You can get all three of these guys, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill in, and it's something I, I wouldn't mind doing in, like, a GPP. Yeah. But just realize you're not going to have any exposure to, like, Derrick Henry. You have no Derrick yeah, if, 
if you try to go Derrick Henry with those three guys, you have 3160 left on your <laughs> for uh five spots. So, you know, yeah. you're you're bargain hunting. Now, I mean, in theory, I think Derrick Henry and those three guys could like actually put up uh, 125 points. It's possible. More. Yeah, I mean, maybe more. So you could do it that way, but man, it's going to be you are, I mean, you are bargain bin hunting at that point. So, yeah, you kind of have to make your decision. Do you want to go with, you know, one of, and, you know, do you want Henry or do you want the Chiefs? Is that sort of the stand? I think you might have to take that stand. I guess you could have some exposure to both. Yeah, I think I would, I think Henry and Cash and probably the Chiefs and GPP, if we're just, but in general, I probably lean with the Chiefs. Although I guess if you went Jared Cook as the bring back and Tyreek Hill, I mean, you know, given the, the, the target share for Tyreek Hill, it's kind of hard to imagine he's not, I mean, even if Kelsey is a monster, it's hard to imagine Tyreek doesn't at least do something. You do Jared Cook as the bring back and so you get greedy and add Derrick Henry. You got 4,000 a pop to work with for the, for the last five. I mean, that's not ideal, but you could make it something happen. Yeah. Stay tuned to our uh, cheap value plays of the week segment later on. Because <laughs> you will need it. Uh, all right. And I don't mind a taste, a naked Taysom Hill or even Taysom Hill and, uh, Cook, but you can't touch Kamara and Michael Thomas. I don't mind Kamara actually. Oh, I, you I, don't? He's 1600 cheaper than Dalvin Cook. He just had 10 targets last week. It's, it's a good matchup against Kansas City. I, I could see a potential blow-up game for Alvin Kamara. I think you're going to get him at a lower roster rate, too. So I just really like this game in general. Michael Thomas, 7,200. He's my favorite wide receiver in the 6,500 to 7,500 price point in that range. Uh, he has a 33% target share with Taysom Hill. And you have to imagine he's going to score a touchdown eventually, right? I think, you think probably. So. You would think so. Also, Debo, can we can you please clip um, Will saying that he, he likes a, na- a naked Taysom Hill, please? <laughs> That can't come back to haunt me at all. All right, let's move on to Lions at Titans. We mentioned Derrick Henry a bunch. I mean, Matthew Stafford is supposedly going to try to play, as is Frank Ragnow, the starting center for the Lions, who apparently has a fractured throat. I mean, these guys are giving it all for Derrick Bevel. Um, man, I, I, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know like how, you know, I think it's just, I think the only interest I have in this game, even with a over under 51 and a half is in Derrick Henry. I, I won't rule out using AJ Brown and GPPs. I can't suggest him for cash games just because I think that there's probably more variance in his outcomes than you would like for paying up for a wide receiver at that point. So uh 7,600. Yes. AJ Brown has massive upside. Henry he's 9,500. He is the highest priced running back this week. I say it every week. It's it's hard to pay for a running back that doesn't catch passes at that price point on DraftKings, but I'm going to have at least one GPP lineup with Derrick Henry just because we know what his upside is. So I mean, they were they won 31 to 10, and he had 26 carries and a hundred like they don't they don't seem you know the the only time he's had less than 20 carries in the past uh, six weeks twice. Against Indianapolis when they lost 34-17 and against Cleveland when they lost 41-35 and were trailing by 30 points. So the only thing that can kill Derrick Henry is a negative game script. And that just isn't in the cards against a Lions team with no defense that will likely be missing Matthew Stafford. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with playing Henry, obviously. You just, you know, you're going to be, he's going to be 30% at least, right? 
Yeah, I, I, I'd imagine he's going to be close to that. And he leads the NFL in red zone opportunities, and he's going up against a defense that has allowed the most touchdowns to running backs this season, 23 total touchdowns. So, I mean, it's a matchup made in heaven. He's a beast. It's December. You know what he does in December. Uh, I will just throw Corey Davis's name out there. I think you can, you'll can you get him at a lower roster rate. He burned a lot of people last week, um, and obviously the Detroit secondary is very beat up. So. Yeah, and his price uh, came way down to fifty eight hundred. He was he was like up there. He was was he priced above AJ Brown last week? No, no, he was. Uh, I think he was right around this price point last week as well. Was he? Yeah, because yeah, I had some exposure and, and he burned me. Okay, I had no Corey Davis last week, but that's fine. He, um, he was fifty seven hundred. He only put up five point four DK points. So. I just don't think he can play any Lions here. Yeah, I mean, either like there's no bring back. Uh, if Stafford was playing and healthy, maybe Marvin Jones, but maybe Hawkins. I mean, Hawkinson maybe. Yeah, there's there's a chance that Stafford starts this game and he's out by like the second quarter. Yeah, or he just doesn't play at all. Uh, you know, the one guy that I might have a little bit of interest in would be DeAndre Swift, because I think we've seen in games where the Lions were losing, and there's a lot of them, that he can he can soak up a decent amount of target share. And the Titans' defense is terrible. I don't think anybody would be on Swift because you don't want a, a Detroit running back in a game where they probably won't be running the football a lot. So I don't, I don't hate DeAndre Swift as sort of a contrarian bring back where you just play Derrick Henry and DeAndre Swift and hope that Swift catches it. Like carry on Johnson and Adrian Peterson are not going to be out there if they're losing by 14 points. It's going to be DeAndre Swift catching passes out of the backfield from Chase Daniels. I mean, they have to do something on offense, right? Yeah. And you're probably going to get Swift at. Sub five percent roster rate, I would imagine sixty four hundred. Yeah, you'd have to think so. And the Titans, it is a good matchup. They've given up eighty three total yards or a touchdown to a running back in five straight games. So fifty three percent of the snaps last week for Swift in his first game back scored a touchdown. It's not a bad call. Yeah. All right. Uh, of course, that might mean you'd have to avoid my guy Jonathan Taylor. Colts minus seven hosting the Texans. The Texans, uh, Frank, as we point out, are abysmal against the run. You know what? I don't care if Jonathan, this is my chalk play. Go ahead and put it in. I don't care. I don't care what percentage Jonathan Taylor is. He is balling out right now. He doesn't need a ton of carries to be efficient. He has 22, 13 and 20 in his last three games where he's gone over 90 yards or more at 150. Uh, you know, he catches the ball reasonably well out of the backfield. You know, not a target monster, but, the, but they, they give it to him enough. And I think that against you, you know, he had 13 carries from 91 yards against Houston two weeks ago. I think they will want to establish their identity again this week to lock up a playoff spot, to feed Jonathan Taylor. I think he gets 20 carries. I think he goes for 100-plus yards. I think he scores two touchdowns, and he'll be heavily rostered, even at 7,200. I, I don't care. I'm going to find a way to jam him in there because every week the, the, the Texans, the running back they're up against pays off. It's just the price tag is a little bit high for me, and I still have some worry that – Naheem Hines could be involved. It doesn't look that way, the way that things have been trending, and, and maybe I'm just overthinking this, but you've been riding the Jonathan Taylor train, and, and, and he's been paying off for you. So I, I can't argue against it based on the matchup and his usage right now. The only thing for me is the, the salary is a little bit high at 7,200, but maybe I he won't be, maybe he won't be why you like him. Maybe he won't be chalky then because below him at 7,100, James Robinson, you don't love the Baltimore matchup, but he could be catching passes. Montgomery has Minnesota, which is perfectly fine at 7,000. Miles Sanders just went off. Chris Carson as Washington. Cam Akers as the Jets and Swift. I mean, maybe maybe he won't be very highly rostered. Yeah, 
If uh, you yeah. go Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor, you're boxing yourself out of the Chiefs. Yeah, and those are like if something weird happens in that Chiefs game, then you automatically, you know, you move up the field there. Not that I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that it's going to happen. But of course, I mean, we've seen in, in 2020 in the NFL anything's possible. So, right. um, Mahomes threw three interceptions last week. Like, that was weird to see from the Miami Dolphins as well. So it's not impossible, um, and that would help you move up the field for sure. Uh, I, I do think that Taylor's roster rate. Maybe, maybe I'm just completely off here. I think it's going to be lower than than. No, you no, think. that's what I'm saying. I think I agree. I think based on the running backs. I think if people go Henry, they're not going to use Taylor. So like if 30% of the field has Henry, and I think that's probably reasonable, let's say 25%. Like that's 25% that are not going to use Jonathan Taylor. And if Patrick Mahomes is owned in 15% of the field and they're pairing him with Tyree Kill and, and or Travis Kelsey, that is another 15. So you're talking about 40% of the field that just cannot have Jonathan Taylor based on the math, really. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, and that makes sense. And he's 2,300 less than Henry. So, I mean, you're getting massive savings there for someone who, like, it's not the same situation. Obviously, like, Jonathan Taylor's a rookie, but, I mean, there are similarities where, okay, it's down the stretch here. It's December. Like, opposing defenses are, are worn down, and, you know, he's pretty fresh because they hadn't used him this way for a long, long time. It was really since, like, week two. Um, So Jonathan Taylor's ready to, like, take over and do his thing. I, I know I just said that, like, we shouldn't consider any reason to fade Derrick Henry. Is there a chance that they just don't give him? They be like, all right, 20 carries, big dog, you're out of here. Like, let's, you know, we're up, we're up 25 points against a Lions team that can't move. We're up 15 points against a Lions team that can't move it. You know, let's feed, uh, Evans. Who's the, who's the back, who's the back up there? I think it's Jeremy McNichols. Yeah, McNichols. Let's feed McNichols. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely possible. We saw it with like Geno Smith was playing in the third quarter last week for the Seahawks. <laughs> it's it's, yeah, it's within the range of outcomes for, for the Titans this week, for sure. Okay. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, Bucks Falcons, Taysom Hill. Oh, no, we already talked about Taysom Hill. Jalen Hurts and much more. Okay, so Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Tampa Bay minus six. The over-under here, 50 and a half. I'm going to go ahead and say that that over-under is a little high. Um, I don't – I don't – I kind of strangely don't love anything in this game. Uh, before we get to that, I just, I just do want to throw, I want to throw T.Y. Hilton. I didn't mention T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, you're right. He's been yeah. great. Uh, over the past three weeks, he's the wide receiver three overall. He scored a touchdown in each of those games. He just loves playing against the Texans. He has 11 touchdowns against them in 17 career games. It's by far his most. Uh, he's only 5,500, so I will have a lot of Hilton. You're right. I spent the entire time talking about Jonathan Taylor. That's my fault. Um, <laughs> no, it's all good. I don't think you play Rivers in that spot but just because of how they run. Hilton, I agree. Hilton's fine. You don't want to pair him with. Taylor, obviously. Uh, any interest in Deshaun Watson if Cooks is back? I don't think so. Not really. Uh, Both defense is good. So bad right now. And uh, if Cooks is out, I would have interest in Kiki QT, 5,300, and, and Chad Hansen, 42. Yeah. Um, Bucks, Falcons, t- uh, Tom Brady. I mean, I don't know what to do with the freaking Bucks. They are bizarre. Ronald Jones has a fractured finger. Linda Fournette was a healthy scratch last week. I, you know, they're the target share for these guys. When you look at these wide receivers is just all over the, all over the place. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what you're supposed to do with this Tampa Bay team. They are a mystery. Sometimes they go off and sometimes they just stink and they're wide receivers for DFS purposes. I mean, Mike Evans is 6,500. Yep. They lost three balls last week. They're still high priced. It's tough. And 
we look at the Falcons as a good matchup. Their defense has been playing better. So it's not the matchup that it was earlier in the season. Yep. And they are very good against the run. But I will say, if Rojo's good to go this week and Fournette is once again ruled out, if they do it earlier or even if they do it on Sunday morning, at $6,000 on DraftKings, I would be interested in Ronald Jones. So I do like him. I think overall this is a good GPP game. I, I think most people are not going to be interested in it overall. Um, if you do want to play a, a wide receiver for the Bucks. I would lean Mike Evans. He, since Antonio Brown has joined the team, he leads them in target share. He also leads them in red zone targets. So Evans would be the guy for me. Uh, Ridley, even without Julio Jones, if Julio doesn't play, 8,200, man, that's a big price tag. This Bucks defense just held both, uh, Thielen and Jefferson under 40 receiving yards last week. So too high for me on Calvin Ridley. I, I agree. And Ronald Jones, my one concern would be that even if Fournette's out, I mean, look, Bruce Arians is a nut job when it comes to these running backs. And if Ronald Jones is out there with a fractured finger, which, you know, makes it harder to hold a football, and he fumbles in the first quarter, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he just sits for LaShawn McCoy. Because they got to win this game. You thought Ronald Jones couldn't catch before, Will? <laughs> right? <laughs> now he's going to have yeah, a I might be. I'm out on Rojo because you can get for the same price, for $100 cheaper, J.K. Dobbins, or for $200 cheaper, the much maligned, Clyde Edwards, Elaire. Or for $500 cheaper, Kenyon Drake, which is the next game that we have. Well, let's move on to that game then. Um, I'm not, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. You mentioned Ridley. You don't, you don't really like the idea of him there. Julio and Matt Ryan sucks without Julio. Hayden Hurst has just burnt me too many times. I'm out. I'm Falcon. I'm out of the Falcons. They're yeah. often that good. Um, I think J- naked Jalen Hurts. I love naked Jalen Hurts. Clip it. Yep. Clip, clip it. Um, I think naked Jalen Hurts won a bunch of people money last week. It was a, it's a bold move. You know, it gets a good Saints defense, but Hurts paid off even with a late fumble that cost me the over, the under there. Uh, he is a six and a half point dog at Arizona. You know, this Arizona team just lit up the Giants and Daniel Jones, but I don't, I think it's a very different situation. The Giants came into this with Daniel Jones having a bad hammy and they tried to run an offense that featured a Daniel Jones with a bad hamstring. And like the, the Eagles won't do that. I don't know if the Eagles offense passing offense will be well thought out. Cause I don't know that it was last week, but they'll run Jalen hurts a bunch in this game. And if he runs, he's going to be valuable for fantasy purposes. For sure. And outside of the chiefs and saints game, th- this is the game that I want to attack in terms of quarterbacks because uh, hurts is 5,900. Kyler Murray is only seven K. So his price is pretty low against a secondary that is beat up and last week we saw him run 13 times, Kyler Murray, and that was his most since week seven. So I think he's feeling a little bit more confident with the shoulder. He's running a little bit more now again. And Jalen Hurts, for $1,100 cheaper, had 18 rushing attempts. And he got the 100-yard uh, rushing bonus on DraftKings as well. So yep. I think both quarterbacks for sure is, are in play in this game. And I, I think it's going to be a really fun game between both of these guys. Yeah, this could be an over game for sure. And Kyler Murray looked completely different last week than he had in, in previous weeks. He looked like he was... His shoulder was starting to feel better. He was running the ball more effectively. So, yeah, I, I think you can play either one. Um, are you worried about DeAndre Hopkins at all? He's, he popped back up this week. I like Hopkins, and I think he's a strong GPP wide receiver. He's very high-priced, 7,900, but mentioned the injuries to the Eagles secondary right now, and, and the targets have been back up, and, and Hopkins has bounced back. So I don't mind playing him there. And, and Kenyon Drake, which we kind of let in with here, he's only 5,500. It's just too cheap for his role right now. Even in a tough matchup, he had 24 touches last week, and since week 10, 
he has 29 red zone opportunities. So, wow. like, they are just feeding him in the red zone. They're getting down near the goal line. With this role that he's playing right now, Kenyon Drake absolutely is in play at 5,500. And the thing about Drake, too, the past, remember last year, like, he came over late in the season at the trade deadline. And he was just, and he took off late in the season. You sort of wonder if there might be some kind of, I, I don't know. I mean, like, that seems like a weird correlation there, but. Maybe he just maybe he's healthy. Maybe he's feeling better, more confident in the offense. I don't know. I mean, it, it, he has been his role has been great, and the Chase Edmonds truthers are are suffering as, as a result. All right, the uh, Jaguars at the Ravens. Ravens minus thirteen over under forty seven and a half. Um, Lamar Jackson is running his ass off right now, and the only concern I would have in this game, Frank, is that uh, one, maybe he has to poop again, and two. <laughs> Uh, we, we've seen the Ravens when they get up big this year have not leaned on Lamar to run as much. I think this is more of a J.K. Dobbins spot than a Lamar spot. Yeah, not that I want to spend too much time on the poop, but Lamar, let's be honest, man. We all saw the hand. Like if you're watching on YouTube, he gave the universal hand, right? The guy that was coming out of the door. Yeah, I said, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, like like I need an IV. It's like, come on. Go, come on. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the universal sign for Something's about to go down. I got to get in the bathroom. So let's just get that out there, Lamar. We know what you were doing back there. Um, yeah, he's running more. Uh, I think that he is probably my fifth favorite quarterback outside of the ones that I, I mentioned from the last game and the Chiefs and the Saints. I like him. I don't love him for the reasons you mentioned. I, I think there's a chance this game gets out of control. The Jaguars' defense is just so bad. So there is a chance that Lamar just absolutely goes off in this game and rushes for like 150 and two touchdowns. That's But there's also a chance that they're up 31-10 and they're just handing the ball to Dobbins. Yeah. Or even Gus Edwards or Justice Hill. Exactly. That's, so I like Dobbins as well, but there's just risk all around with the Baltimore pieces because they get in the red zone. They use Gus Edwards as well. Ingram gets a few touches here and there. Justice Hill was, is, is a little bit involved. So, uh, there's a little bit more risk. Um, I would, I would spend down for Drake 400 less than, uh, than, than Dobbins, but I do like Dobbins and, and this Jaguars defense, we expected uh, their run defense to be bad entering the season. That's starting to happen. We're starting to see this all kind of unravel. Uh, and I like the Ravens defense. So at, at 3,600, it's, it's really hard to, to talk yourself into Lamar, honestly, when you can get Mahomes for $400 more. Yeah. And McSorley is unlikely to play. I don't think RG is RG3 out or is he? I think he's on the IR, the short-term IR. Short-term IR. So, I mean, like, Lamar kind of has to play. But, I mean, if I'm the Ravens and I'm up 21 nothing, I am not having – Lamar is not running the ball. I'm not passing the ball. I'm I'm feeding running backs, and I don't care what – you know, some sort of rotation where, like, you know, roll dudes through every couple of plays and just stay fresh and let your defense do the work. I mean, this this just feels like you had this crazy game on Monday. You steal a victory from the jaws of defeat. You're right in the playoff hunt, and I just don't know if I would want to use them a ton. Uh, and, and now Trace McSorley on IR. So at least you know Lamar is the quarterback, I guess. Yeah, and I think for all those reasons you mentioned, and they're legitimate you know, worries, you're going to get him at a lower roster rate. So mm, That's true. All right, fair enough. Uh, can't touch anybody with the Jaguars, maybe except um, James Robinson, and even then, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, it's, I, I, I've been trying oh, to find that wide receiver. Cremon had a nice receiving game against the against the the Ravens, but I'm not sure that Minshew is Baker Mayfield in the spot. Yeah, I've been trying to find the wide receiver like every week, the low price, but they just they cycle out those four different guys: Keelan Cole, DJ Char, Colin Johnson, and uh, Lavisca Chenault. So all these guys kind of get involved, and there's just not enough volume. So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away. All right. Uh, Bears at Vikings. Vikings minus three over under 47. I kind of like the over in this spot. And, you know, I thought what we would get in the Tampa Bay over that I loved last week. It should have hit. I mean, Dan Bailey screwed it up. Uh, I would expect that we see Mike Zimmer go for it on fourth down a lot more often. And I think because of how the Bears defense functions, we should see Kirk Cousins throwing the ball more, although it remains to be seen if that actually translates to any points for the Vikings because the, the same should have been true last week. Uh, yeah, so I think it's, it's a tougher matchup for Dalvin Cook here, and I think most people like normally are deciding between Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook. But, man, like the Bears' defense, uh, they have held running backs under 60 rushing yards in back-to-back games, also limited Dalvin Cook to just 96 rushing yards on 30 attempts. So really did not let him run efficiently back in, in Week 10. Um, I'm probably more likely to play Derrick Henry than I am Dalvin Cook just because of the matchup and situation overall. Uh, but that just means you'll get Dalvin Cook at a, at a low roster rate, and he also has massive upside. So I, I'm never going to say completely fade Dalvin Cook, but I'm a little bit w- more worried about this matchup. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you there for sure. Um, I, I just don't – this it does feel like an over game, but I don't know how it gets crazy. Like I'm just not sure that the Vikings are winging it all over the place. I mean, are you worried about – do you like Dylan or Jefferson? Um, as like contrarian plays, but like Thielen scored two touchdowns against them in that Monday night game. And I believe Jefferson had over a hundred yards. So, uh, it's not impossible for them to go off. And, and while the bears have a great secondary, like that's, this is a chance for you to like move up the field. Cause I think if anything, Dalvin cook's going to be the most rostered player in this game. Yep. Um, and we, we've, we've already seen the wide receivers have success against this defense. So I, I'm not completely off of them. It's just, they're, their price points are so high. So yeah, I, I don't know that I'll find myself gravitating towards them. I think is the problem more than anything. Yeah. Uh, 49ers at the Cowboys, Cowboys, uh, excuse me, 49ers minus three at Dallas over under 45 and a half. Uh, I bet this money line at, uh, when it was like two and a half, cause I didn't want to, it was like 49ers minus two and a half minus 115. I would just rather lay the juice on a money line at like 140. I think San Francisco is going to beat the crap out of, out of Dallas, like run the ball over them. And Dallas, like Dallas has, has tricked people. I think Dallas is tricking people into believing they might be decent because they just beat up on Cincinnati, who might right now be the worst team in football. San Francisco is not great, but this is like a sneaky Nick Mullins, Brandon Ayuk, Millie Maker spot. I, I think two of the most chalky plays on the slate are going to be, assuming Raheem Mostert is out, are going to be Jeff Wilson and Brandon Ayuk. I, I okay. Think. All right. This Cowboys defense. I'll keep rinsing here. <laughs> uh, but look, I mean, you need to find salary saver somewhere, right? So we're getting Wilson, uh, at, at 5,100 and Ayuk, while his price is a little bit higher, uh, 6,300, his last four games, he's averaging just over 12 targets per game. He had 16 targets last week and now he goes up against the Cowboys secondary. So Debo, Debo Samuel is out. There's no Debo Samuel. They can't really rely on Jordan Reed to do much. Like this is a double digit target spot once again for Ayuk in a good matchup. So what do you I think? His, do you think we're talking like, um, I don't know, 20%, per, I mean, 15%? I think, I think both of them, if Mo Sturt is out, will be higher than that. So since week seven, he has one game below five catches that he's played in. Yep. I mean, he's a, he, he is everything Kyle Shanahan wanted in a court, in a, in a wide receiver. You, you can move him around. He's great in terms of yak. He doesn't have to be a, you know, he doesn't have to get vertical and have like Nick Mullins throw a bomb. He can, it's, it's a great spot for him. 
and he leads the team in red zone targets. He has 13 red zone targets. Uh, and just going back to Wilson, the last time he played and Raheem Mostert was not active was in week seven, and he had 112 rushing yards and three touchdowns against the Patriots. So okay. that's with that's part of the upside of a Kyle Shanahan running back. Absolutely. Um, any interest in the Cowboys here? No. And, you know, for everything I just said about the 49ers, I don't hate the Cowboys defense just because um, Nick Mullins has been so turnover prone. So sure. I'll throw them out there, uh, but I, I will probably have one of, like, the Seahawks or the Rams or someone else. And the Cowboys will score a touchdown, and you will be angry about it. Of course. Or something like that. Uh, all right, so, you know, so the Seahawks. Seahawks at Washington. Seahawks minus 5.5 at Washington football team. Alex Smith missed practice on Wednesday, I believe. I don't know that that means anything about his future. Uh, this the over under here is 44 and a half. If Russ wants to cook, he can cook here because their secondary is not quite as great as their defensive line. But I would be a little wary of paying for Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf in this particular spot. I agree. And maybe that just means, you know, other people are going to profit off of that. I, I can't really get behind the Seahawks just because their prices are so high coming off a game where they just demolished a much worse defense. I mean, Washington's defense is their calling card and, and they're much better than the Jets. So yes. let's keep that in mind. Uh, I like the Seahawks defense a lot. They're 3,100, whether it's Alex Smith or it's Dwayne Haskins, especially if it's Dwayne Haskins. I mean, you'd love that, but Carson 68, it's a big price tag. I don't really like anyone in this game. I, I don't either. No Antonio Gibson, more than likely, and if he is, it'll be limited in terms of snaps. Carson running into that front early on. Maybe, you know, if you want to do, if you think that Russ and DK won't be owned, I don't mind him as a contrarian stack, but you're going to lose out on like what feels like very obvious strong plays in Derrick Henry and, and other spots. So it's, you know, it, it is a, it is a great game theory place. It's a great game theory spot to go to. And maybe they throw up a bunch of points and Washington's answering. I, I just don't know. I think you almost have to get two bombs from Russ to DK to pay it off. Which is possible. And and if Haskins is the quarterback, we saw earlier in the season, like he only has eyes for McLaurin. So true, true. If that's the case, that would be a bring back and, and McLaurin's 66. But uh, like this is the ultimate contrarian game and it, it, these are leverage plays. But um, I certainly go, not be making a lot of lineups with these. I mean, it's just tough to go with Russ. It's it, it, when you look at these top quarterbacks. I mean, Russ sticks out as a, like a sore thumb as a guy you don't want to play at his cost. Yeah, Tyler is three hundred less and better matchup, and he's running again. So it's hard yeah. to justify. It is very hard to justify. I'm just seeing if you can go if you jam Derrick Henry in with Russ, DK, and McLaurin. You have thirty six hundred left to spend on five spots. I mean, that's a tough. A tough ask. Get the uh, get the Seahawks defense, Jared Cook in there, and I don't know. Maybe you're cooking with gas. All right. Well, I'm sure I'll do something stupid like have a lineup with those guys. Jets at the Rams. Rams minus 17, over under 44. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that you can. Cam Akers, maybe. Yeah, I mean the Rams defense is super high price. I think they're 4,500. I just almost never pay up for a defense at that 700 point. more than the Ravens who have the Jaguars. Yeah. And acres has at least 22 touches in each of his last two games. And we just saw uh, Carson have a good game against the jets. So their defense is just crumbling all around. There was a stretch where they were, they looked better against the run, but you can, you can do whatever you want against this defense. And I, I think some people are going to look at uh, Cooper cup and, and Robert Woods, 
but this game can get out of control. And, and it just seems like one where the Rams want to play defense. They want to run it. Even if they're winning, whatever, 21 to 7, they're just going to kind of like take their foot off the pedal here. And I mean, they beat the Patriots 24-3. Yeah, exactly. Like they don't, Sean McVay is not a run the score. Like this is, I mean, I could see a situation. This is, this is what would concern me is that the Rams, Cam Akers gets 10 to 15 carries. The Rams are up. Was it, was Akers getting fed late in that game? I feel like he wasn't against the Pats. I feel like he had his, he had scored his stuff early. Like he had a huge long run out of the game. Yeah. Cause he, he popped his over. He, he hit the over in his rushing yards in the first quarter. Cause he had that long run that and he didn't score the touchdown. I think he was being used in the second half of that game too. No, I mean, not, not, I don't mean like they completely went away from him. I'm just saying there's a, there's a chance here where Goff and Cup are, and, and Woods are, you know, get, you know, or like Gerald Everett catches a touchdown and Cup catches a touchdown in a long run. And then they just feed Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown because they're going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You don't want to wear out acres. You do want to give him some carries and get him. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I just don't know that he's guaranteed to get 25 carries this week, which I think people will look at like 25 carries against the Jets is just gold. Yeah. And, and it, it's hard to argue with the workload that he's getting right now. I mean, the, Talent is there. We're seeing it with a lot of the rookie running backs, like Jonathan Taylor's coming alive. J.K. Dobbins has been awesome. Yeah, and now it's Cam Akers. Roger Swift. Yeah, a lot of these, like all the running backs, are, are hitting, and it's not like a crazy. Clyde over to Clyde over to is not <laughs> outside of him, right? And he was the first running back drafted, both in real life purposes and for fantasy purposes. Yeah. So how about that? Um, don't play any Jets ever. Patriots at Dolphins last game of the week over under forty one and a half. That's still too high. This game is reeks of an under. Uh, Brian Flores is favored against Bill Belichick. Belichick has a great record against rookie quarterbacks. I, people may want to go back to Tua after he made the money last week. I, I will not play Tua against Bill Belichick. And I don't really have any interest in anyone on either side of, um, of, of this game. I mean, this game, maybe a defense, maybe the Patriots defense because they won't be highly, highly rostered, I guess. Yeah. I was just looking at Damian Harris's price. Because I think if there's one thing you can do against the Dolphins, it's run. Fair. It's 5,100. He's dealing with won't a bad be, Won't be rostered. He won't, but, and he doesn't catch passes. It's not, it's not a high upside play. It's not very exciting. Uh, yeah, there's not really much that I like. Devontae Parker is banged up. Uh, if Miles Gaskin were to miss this game, Lynn Bowden at, at 3,600, just because he had a ton of targets last week. We need to find value. Remember the name Lynn Bowden. Okay. I like it. All right. Let's get to, uh, chalk play of the week. It's chalky. You don't care. You're playing it anyway. Who you got? Brandon Ayuk, 6,300. I think we see double-digit targets in a great matchup. Uh, I think both him and Jeff Wilson will be very highly rostered if uh, Raheem Mostert is out. And I like both of them, but I went with Ayuk. Ah, that's a great call. I love Ayuk. I will have him for sure, and I'll be chalky. I'll probably pair him with Jonathan Taylor, who is my chalk player of the week at 7,200. I don't care. And it's possible that Jonathan Taylor's not even that chalky, is it, you know, if, if it, if it, as we pointed out. So maybe he ends up actually being a decent play. Super value play of the week, 4K or less on DraftKings. What do you think? I mentioned him in the first game, Jared Cook. I like spending down at tight end here. He is 3,400. The Chiefs have given up 100 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in three of their last four games. And Jared Cook has scored in back to back games. So I like him at 3,400. I think there's actually, Maybe we should sort of focus on this a little bit for a second, but I think you mentioned Cook. Um, Irv Smith is kind of coming alive a little bit at tight end. He is 3,600. Dan Arnold, 
has been, you know, he has three touchdowns in his last two games. So he's being targeted. He's 3,500. Cook is 34. Ertz is 34. Higby is 3,800. Dallas Goddard, 3,900. Logan Thomas, 4,000. And another guy on here, actually two more guys on here. Jordan Reed, if he's healthy and he's out there, could do damage against Dallas. And I would uh, also throw out Adam Shaheen, who, if Mike Gusecki misses the game, yeah, maybe does something against the Pats. I, there is a plethora of cheaper tight ends. If you, if you decide not to go with Kelsey at $8,000, which is totally reasonable, I think the move is to drop all the way down into the 4,000 or cheaper range. And that's exactly why it's so hard to pay up for Kelsey at his price point. Yeah. So I don't know if I, I'll say, um, can I just give a wide range of tight ends? <laughs> I like the Irv Smith call, especially if Kyle Rudolph is out. Yeah. If Kyle Rudolph's missing, he, he's gotten involved. The Bears are, the Bears have good linebackers, so that's a little tough. Um, yeah, give me, our, uh, I don't know. Give me one of those guys, Debo. I don't care. Irv Smith. Go to Irv Smith. The, uh, Irv Smith. Also, okay, the, the Bears have given up six touchdowns to tight ends over their last seven games, and it should have been seven because Jordan Akins took a ball oh, right off right. the chest last week. That's so. right. Irv Smith. Oh, maybe I love Irv Smith this week all of a sudden. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Uh, obviously, Kyle Rudolph, you want to be out, but uh, don't hate Irv Smith in that spot. Um, are you trying to get beer lately? I have not. It's eggnog, I, eggnog season for me. Nothing crazy. Like, I didn't get out to any like breweries or anything, but my, uh, my local market had a Brooklyn Bel Air sour key lime pie. Ooh. And uh, if, if you, if I, if I can find some around here, usually you can Westbrook, um, uh, out of Charleston makes a key lime gosa. That is unbelievably good. I've never had key lime pie, but I've had key lime beer. You've never had key lime pie. I've never had key lime pie. <laughs> you like sours. You got to get key lime pie, man. I should, I should, right. But yeah. it, this beer was great. No, I like it. I love it. Who needs the real pie when you have the beer? I I would much rather have the beer than the pie, for sure. Uh, All right. Follow Frank at Roto underscore Frank. Good stuff as always, buddy. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Let's go win some money. Thanks, man.